Hi, friends. I want to wish a very warm welcome to everyone listening. This is the inaugural episode, the very first one of Pick Me Up. My name is Sophie. I'm someone who has had a period for the better part of the last decade and a half, and it fucking sucks. And that's what this podcast is about. It sucks, but it's also amazing. It's a life force. It's the reason why humans are able to propagate their species. But along with having a period comes a lot of stigmatization. There's a lot of pain around it. Oftentimes happens that doctors don't take women or or people who have periods seriously when they come into doctor's offices and admit that they have a problem, which we'll get into later in the show, but has happened to me many, many times. The impetus for this podcast isn't necessarily one reason, but I would rather say that every single conversation that I've had with either strangers, trains, people I've met at parties, close friends, ever since I had my my own scares with different kinds of birth control and I was struggling with figuring out my cycle and and how to maintain it in a way that was pain-free or as pain-free as you can get. Um, I always come to the point in conversations where the person I'm sitting across from will tell me, I've never told anyone this before, or I didn't know this was a thing. I'm going to ask my doctor about it. And I realize that these conversations aren't aren't ones that are are happening a lot. And I have never come across a platform that is strictly, or not strictly, (laughs) nothing about this podcast or any of this I want to be strict. I do have a couple of of points that I want to touch on on this very first episode, specifically pertaining to my background, because this is a solo episode. And I have to be very, very honest with you guys. This is my second time recording this. Um, I've never hosted a podcast before. I've been on a few. But It's hard when you're not in conversation with someone to just freely talk into a screen while you're looking at yourself for 30 to 45 minutes, but I'm going to do this in the most holistic and conversational way that I can. That's the introduction to the podcast. I want this to be a place that feels like, that honestly feels like the girl's bathroom at a club or... um, like a school bathroom where you come in and um, (laughs) you're able to be vulnerable and share stories about something that you honestly, on a day-to-day basis, aren't really talking about that frequently or even have opportunity to share. So um, I'll get into it. The episodes that are going to be coming up are going to be fantastic. I have some awesome guests for you guys, including many of my funniest fuck and cool as fuck friends, and some women in the space who specialize in hormone imbalances and like really know their shit. We have some doulas coming on. So I'm super, super excited to introduce the pod to you guys. This is the Pick Me Up podcast stemming from... It was originally actually called Mom Come Pick Me Up because... That was my first reaction to when I got my period. I was out and about, and my first thought that came up into my mind was, Mom, come pick me up. But I've shortened it to pick me up. 
I think it encompasses what I'm trying to convey. And let's get into it, friends. So I will give you all my backstory and my cover my relationship with my cycle and how that has developed. I have gotten a period since I was 12 years old, which is pretty much of the medium age for getting your period. Very interesting fact, because the age for getting periods has actually gotten younger, um, both in Western Europe as well as in the U.S. over the last couple of decades. There's a couple of uh, conflicting schools of thought here as to why that's the case. One is that we have more hormones in our food. For example, like if you eat a lot of meat, the animals that you're eating are fed a lot of growth hormones and that like spurns puberty on at an earlier age. The second uh, school of thought is that we just have better nutrition, we have a higher caloric intake. And so that's the reason why we're getting periods earlier. Anyways, I got mine when I was 12. I was actually at one of my best friends at the time, someone that I grew up with. She was also my neighbor. I was invited to her seventh grade birthday party. And I was incredibly excited to go. I was not what you would call the most comfortable or conventionally cool, gets invited to every single party kind of kid when I was 12. And I was absolutely ecstatic. I was particularly ecstatic because there was this guy that I had the absolute, absolute, absolute fattest crush on. I think this was probably like the second or third crush of my life. And those first loves, they hit you kind of different. But he did not go to my school, but he would be going into the feeder middle school high school that we were going into and then the next the following year after that so I was excited definitely wanted to impress him um I guess I had decent chat at the time because I ended up at this party um, talking to him and then I ended up sitting on his lap at some point we were all you know as, as teenagers do we're all sitting around hanging out flirting a bit um I ended up sitting on this guy's lap and I have always had a small bladder. That happens when you're five foot four. And I had to excuse myself to go use the restroom. I had to go pee. And when I went to go pee, I pulled my pants down, did my thing. I wiped up once and I saw it. It was just a streak of blood. I immediately knew what it was. Um, I had had probably two years prior to that. I had, I think it was only a singular class at the time, which looking back, it's like kind of ridiculous. There was like no homework. Like that's just like not how students retain knowledge. Like every other class aside from the sex ed class that we had was, had like homework, right? Because it's like repeating information is how you retain it and actually truly learn it. Nope. We had one class. Um, and in the class we learned what a period was, why you get it, that it is essentially the, the uterine lining shedding, and that's why we bleed. And we were sent home with little packages of, I remember it very, very vividly, degree deodorant and always pads. It's funny because I've actually recently talked to a lot of friends who it seems had very similar uh, sex ed classes here growing up in the U.S. And um, they were also sent home with those two brands, Degree and Always. Um, so got to shout it out, shout it out to uh, Degree and Always um, uh, to their marketing teams because 
they had a hold on the youth of America by like essentially being the first product, the first puberty products or coming of age products that most of us used. Kind of genius and a little fucked up, to be perfectly honest. So I immediately knew what it was. Um, I knew my friend had already gotten her period. So I like, you know, went in her bathroom and I was like going through like the, the cupboards and all this stuff, found a package of pads, slipped one into my underwear. I hadn't bled through or anything, which of course initially, initially was my huge, huge, huge fear because like, can you imagine I'm like have bled through on this guy for the first time who I have a huge crush on. He's super popular and I'm a about to enter um, like a bigger school and he's going to be going there. Of course, he's going to tell everyone. Anyway, worst nightmare. Didn't actually happen. All I got out of it was a funny story to tell my friends. I still, I felt totally fine. No cramps, really. I went back to the party, had a good time, went back home later. I told my mom and I guess she was, yeah, she was excited and she was like, yay, (laughs) But that was about it. I know in conversations I've had with a lot of my friends, their their parents got them like period cakes or like congrats, had like a little bit of a party. And I was like, damn, people did that? <laughs> I wish I had a party. <laughs> I think everyone that has a period on a regular basis or not just anyone that ever has a period, I think they deserve a little party, to be honest. But uh, yeah, that was the first time I got my period. And I remember being... I find it really analogous to uh, when you get, or if you've ever had braces, you get them. And if you get them when you're around the age of like between like 11 and 12 or 11 and 13, like it's the coolest thing ever, right? Because like you feel adult, you feel like you're growing up, you feel like it's one of these like first milestones that you're hitting and you're like, oh, like I've, I've made it. Like, I'm really growing up. I'm, like, becoming independent, all these things. And I, that was the first one I ever had. I actually didn't get a second period until about six months after that, um, which is totally normal. It takes probably about, like, a year, year and a half for when you first start getting your period for everything to balance out and for you to be regular, if you're someone that's regular. And a lot of people are not for many different reasons, whether they know why or that's something they haven't been able to uncover. Um, Definitely something I am so looking forward to to getting into in an episode, both with um, some of the amazing, spectacular guests I have coming up, as well as some professionals. But yeah, had my period, Um, didn't have many problems with it. Growing up, uh, I know in high school, there were a lot of friends that had incredibly, incredibly, incredibly painful periods. They like went on birth control. And like from my perspective, it that seemed to alleviate the problems on their end. But yeah, I had no complaints. I didn't have any PMS. I didn't like feel anything. I started using tampons. The second time I ever got my period, not because I necessarily wanted to, I think they scared me a little bit. I think like when you get your period, you're like, oh, there's like another hole aside from my urethra and my asshole. Like you just don't really know about your vagina up until you're 13, which is crazy. Like there's like a part of your body that you like don't really even know is there. 
Versus, I feel like little boys, like, like they definitely know that they have like little boy penises. But yeah, I was not really aware that there was like a full canal. I also thought things could get lost in there. I know many women still think that things can get lost in there. Like, for example, menstrual cups, which I'm a huge, huge proponent of. They work for some people, don't work for other people. I want to be very straightforward on this podcast. There is no shaming in any direction. Whatever works for you, we love for you. That's all this this entire thing is about. But yeah, started using tampons and I was immediately like, oh yeah, this is even better. Like when you, ha- when you have a tampon and you don't even know that, you don't even feel blood. It, it was great. Really liked using for them for a while. The next like contact I had with anything period or like uh health related in that area was when I was uh, I would have been I think exactly 20 years old um I had started to have my first sexual experiences and I as the responsible young lady that I think I am, went to an OBGYN because, you know, all my friends who were having sex, they also were on birth control. I, at the time, also had pretty deep cystic acne that I was, like, trying to figure out through different dermatologists. Nothing was really working. I sat on her chair, and she immediately said, okay, amazing, let me give you something. It's birth control, oral contraceptive. You'll take it every day at the same time, and it's going to make your skin beautiful. It's going to clear up your acne. It's likely that you have some hormonal acne going on. And I said, amazing. I think it was Yaz. It's a mini pill, um, which has both components of estrogen and progesterone. So I go home with this. I think it was even like like a free 30-day like thing just to try it out to see if I liked it. I had, at that time, I had moved to a new city. So I was living in London. I had just moved there, knew not a single soul, not a single person. And I started having really negative side effects. The mood swings I wasn't even that aware of, despite the fact that I think I definitely had them, which is quite normal when you're coming on any kind of hormone, right? Your body's like regulating. It just like takes a hit for a second. It's like, okay, it's a bit shell-shocked and needs to figure out how to balance itself back out. That wasn't necessarily what was worrying me. What was worrying me is that two weeks into taking this daily oral contraceptive, the entirety of my left body had all of a sudden gone limp and numb, which is incredibly terrifying when you're in a new country for the first time and you don't know the healthcare system, you don't know where to go, um, you're scared as fuck. Like dragging myself down the hall and like knocking on my um, my roommate's door. I had just met her the day before, but I knew she was the only girl on my floor. So I'm like, I'm just going to go to her. I'm like knocking on her door and I'm like, I'm sobbing. I'm, I'm not just sobbing. I had one of like, one of the first panic attacks of my life. It was really, really terrifying. And I'm like, I don't lo- like, I don't know what to do. Where do I go? What's the ER situation here? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do it for you guys, but she is English. And she said, go to A&E, which is um, accidents and emergencies. And there was one not too far from me. And I'm pretty sure that I just walked there. <laughs> I was broke as shit. I don't even like, i like Uber was not even in my vocabulary at the time. So I'm like 
freaking out. I'm like limping. I'm going to A&E. And I'm like, I don't want to worry my mom because I think I'm going to be fine. That's why I'm just like, I just want them to tell me that. And like, I, I, I have no idea. So I go there. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I can't feel my body. And like, um, when I'm like sitting in the waiting room, I'm like, what, like, what could it be? And I'm like looking up side effects of, of birth control. And one of them, um, was blood clots, which can lead to something called DVT or deep vein thrombosis, which can lead to things like aneurysms or you having to get your leg amputated. And one of the onset symptoms is either tingling or numbness in only one side of the body. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I'm worried. Now I'm thinking like, I might not be walking out of here. I might be like, I might not have a leg. It's not funny at all. I was really, really scared. And this is something that has happened to to women um, or people with periods who have taken birth control and have had the rare, but side effects definitely, definitely happen. And so I go in and the doctor like does my blood work and checks everything. And of course, I'm terrified of getting like, blood work. So I'm like sobbing there too. And he told me I was completely fine. And he sent me back home. And I stopped taking the birth control the next day. So I come home from the emergency room and I'm just kind of struck by the fact that none of these side effects, the potential blood clot that I may have been or may have not, according to this doctor, have been having. I was shocked that none of those side effects were discussed with me when I was in the doctor's office the only thing I really remember this doctor saying was your skin will look amazing once you start using this and if you've ever had cystic acne that's kind of all you need to hear for you to start taking something that entire experience which is really scary set me down this rabbit hole of what exactly oral contraceptives are what is estrogen what is progesterone and what role do those two hormones have in the entire cycle I learned what my follicular phase and what my luteal phase are and exactly how many days a month I can actually get pregnant, which turns out is like only like maximum six. And I was like, okay, if I know the days that I can actually get pregnant, then like during those days, if I am having sex, I can use like precautions. I can use condoms and the rest of the days, like potentially with a partner that I'm with longer term and practicing other safe sex methods, I can't get pregnant. And I'm not saying to everyone, like, go out and like do this before doing your own research or talking to your own doctor. But I was just like, okay. I deep dove into this book. It's called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. I'll definitely link it in the show notes. I cannot remember the name of the author um, right off the top of my head, but it was almost textbook like, but it really it like holds your hand and it talks you through what the entire cycle is and how you can track your your ovulation and your menstruation through things like basal body temperature and cervical fluid and position of your cervix. And I just found it so empowering and fucking dope that I knew how or was starting to learn how my body worked. And I just felt cheated of the entire education system for not teaching people who menstruate that this is how bodies work and this is how your body works and not everyone's body of course works that way of course like not everyone has like the same cycle lengths and 
some people have super regular cycles and that has a lot to do with their hormones and all these things but just having an understanding a core like infrastructure in your mind of this is why these things happen i'm um, more tired towards the end of my cycle than the beginning because there's different hormones at play and I might become a little bit more depressed towards the end of my cycle versus for me personally at the beginning of my cycle I'm incredibly extroverted so much energy I don't actually like need to run on as much sleep and I like most of my big activities I like to plan for at the beginning of my cycle whether that's like doing big presentations at work whether that's like trips or, or all these things, like me understanding where my head is going to be, at least to a certain extent, when I'm on my period and like where I am in my cycle is I have found incredibly empowering. I really want to share that information with other people because um, as you can imagine, after I discovered all of this, I would not shut the fuck up about it. I like told all my friends, my mom, I'm like, did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know this? And I think it was just like information dumping versus what I'm really trying to do here with this podcast is to take you guys and help you through your own journey of uncovering like your body. And like, I just want everyone to feel comfortable talking about their period, even if it's like, uh, like, just like randomly you're just like sat at a bar like I do this all the time just because I've done it so frequently but I feel so much more comfortable with my period because I've done that and I think especially in light of the overturning of Roe v. Wade this year here in the U.S. and the changing of tides in the Supreme Court and all of a sudden like all these rights are in question I feel like people's voices are a lot a lot smaller than they even were a year ago. And it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. And yes, politically, there are things that we can do. Um, That's not this podcast. That could certainly be another one. But what we can do is we can be really loud in this specific area, whether that's around abortion, our periods, these things that genuinely affect every aspect of our day and of our lives. I'm always, always at some stage in my menstrual cycle. Like, I don't just have my period when I'm bleeding. As soon as I'm done bleeding, I'm still at a stage in my menstrual cycle. And it affects everything. To me, it's like going to therapy or reading books about psychology, like having a look at, like, Carl Jung or Freud or, like, any of these sometimes questionable psychologists. But understanding our psychology and the subconscious and why we think a certain way and how certain aspects of our childhood affect our our day-to-day, I think this is just as important. Like, there's subliminal, like, medical things that are happening to us that affect our, our moods and the way that we feel about ourselves and about other people. And the insight into that just informs everything else. And all of a sudden, I'm walking around and I'm, like, understanding myself both like from the inside and like on the outside and it just radiates and it's something that has really really brought me a lot of empowerment and yeah the story doesn't really end there I tried birth control another time after that um I was about a year and a half ago and I went again into the doctor's office and I you know explained that 
I had this effect when I was on estrogen and progesterone pills, and she put me on something called lololestrin, um, and that is a progesterone. Oh, oh no, it's just a very low dose hormone pill. I had the exact same effect on it. Stop taking it. About six months. This was actually probably two, three months ago, but I was suffering from really, really, and increasingly, and that's the aspect that was worrying me, painful periods. And it probably started about five, like, started about five years ago, but got really bad two years ago. And that was not the case when I was younger. So I decided to go with the Nuva Ring, which is um, also a hormonal contraceptive, but you insert it into your vagina. And I started feeling really depressed after a week. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, the state of my mind was just, it was in a really dark place. And I took it out, went to go take it out at least. And it wasn't in there. Freaking out. I asked my partner at the time to like try and find it. I couldn't find it. And I thought it was again, like stuck in me because I was like, there's no way this fell out. There's no, no, no way. It's like a big thing. I would have heard a splash if I was on the toilet or anyway, go to the doctor the next day and she can't find it either. The state of this Nuva ring to this day is still MIA. No idea where it went. I'm certain it's not inside me anymore. God, I hope not. But this status is, it's missing in action. Um, But with, they did have me do at this doctor was they did a sonogram and the results came back that I had like a fist size fibroid on my uterus and I had no idea what a fibroid was before I walked into that office and um this doctor said okay like it's just it's a mass it's essentially a benign tumor so it's growth that occurs on the uterus And what it causes is extremely heavy and painful periods. And I'm like, okay. Um, And I had been to so many gynecology appointments and no one had ever told me that I had fibroids, even though I had complained of, of heavy and painful periods. And I basically asked her, what can we do about this? How can we alleviate this? And she said, basically, after you're done having babies, we can just take out your uterus. And I was like, what? I was like, you are so far removed from where I am right now. And I said, ma'am, print out the sonogram results. And like, I, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm getting a second opinion. Like, that's absolutely no. But having that kind of advocacy for myself in doctor's offices has come with a lot of shitty doctor's appointments and I did a bunch of research and I remembered I had gone to get blood work done probably about 10 years ago and what this doctor told me is that I had I'm remembering hypothyroidism which essentially means that um, my body is likely um producing the right amount of estrogen but not producing enough progesterone to balance the estrogen out. Therefore, I have a lot of estrogen in my body, which causes the growth of these fibroids. Um, And that's a hormone imbalance. And that's something that I need to go see an endocrinologist about because it's also causing other issues like weight gain and a lot of other side effects that I just had no idea. And then I'm like thinking maybe I have PCOS as well. I'm not entirely sure. 
I need to go to a really good doctor and genuinely get it checked because no one has been able to diagnose me so far. But I have so many friends that have had similar stories, whether it's getting an abortion or not getting an abortion, having a full human come out of them and all the scary shit that must come with that. Um, I've had friends that have had IUDs inserted and have passed out on the table. And it's just like all these scary things that like come along and I'm like, this is such a big part of our lives and I think we need to be sharing these stories and I will definitely be having guests on whose stories will be far more interesting um, than mine and will have far more insight into um, the human body and, and its cycle and flow than I have. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I can't wait for this season, whatever happens with this podcast. I'm excited about it. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have a fantastic day.